Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Take Talks Business Podcast. This week, I speak with Ashley Brown, Director of People of the Honor Foundation. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Take Talks Business. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting to talk to you and, and let our listeners know a little bit more about the Honor Foundation. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for thinking of us. Can you give the listeners a little bit of your professional background and how that brought you to the Honor Foundation team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess to start out, I grew up in a small town in Maryland, about 45 minutes north of Baltimore. Um, came to Virginia Beach growing up. My uncle is a retired Navy SEAL. He did 26 oh. years. Um, Spent his whole time in Virginia Beach. Uh, and so I grew up coming to 4th of July's at his house um, with my cousins who I'm really close with. Um, we would do Christmases in Sandbridge. My grandfather would run a house there. Um, so familiar with the area. When I was figuring out where I wanted to go to college, um, at the time I, I didn't know what I was doing. I applied to eight schools between Virginia, Maryland, and <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, my mom wasn't able to go to college. My dad went to a local community college uh, and then finished his four-year degree at a local school. So applied all over, um, eventually decided on ODU. It was like the perfect, just far enough away from home, but I still had my uncle, aunt, and cousins here locally. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, uh, two days before I came or was going to accept at ODU, he called me and was like, hey, like, if you're coming here because you think we're going to be here, um, I just found out we're going to Chicago for a year. So... Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's really funny thinking, like, reflecting about all of my ties to Virginia Beach, like, start out, I guess, really from the SEAL community, just from my uncle. Um, Decided to go to ODU anyway, studied uh, business management. Um, From there, I started my full-time professional career in uh, Baltimore, Um, worked for a recruiting and staffing agency as a recruiter for two years, Um, decided to come back to the Virginia Beach area where I've been here for the last seven years, Um, uh, transferred with that company at the time, moved into a business development role um, in the staffing industry where I was responsible for hiring talent for employers in Hampton Roads. Um, I managed anywhere from 25 to 30 companies hiring portfolios at a given time and led a team of two to five recruiters. So that is my career, how I found out about the Honor Foundation. Back in 2016, one of my customers at the time had reached out to myself and a coworker um, asking if we would be able to use our hiring skill set to help practice mock interviews um, with Navy SEALs at a local nonprofit called the Honor Foundation. So I'd always really been in the service. Um, I ran our philanthropic arm at my local uh, operation for my last employer, you know, helping our employees get engaged in the community, you know, volunteering at Virginia Beach SPCA, Clean the Bay Day. I used to sit on the board for Hampton Roads Corporate Volunteer Council. That's how you Um, and I got to meet. Yeah, exactly. I saw Stephanie was on a recent episode too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, always like had a passion for that, and I think the best way to volunteer is using your skill set um, to pay it forward to others. So, I had called my uncle at the time; he had since retired from the SEAL teams, and said, "Hey, have you heard of the Honor Foundation? Like, what do you think?" And he said, "Go do it. They need a lot of help." Um, That's cool. So, started volunteering back then, and then just kept coming back every cohort for mock interviews, which eventually 
led into me helping review resumes, doing cups of coffee conversations with those transitioning, attending networking events. Nice. Um, and then I came on board, it was uh, June or July 2020, mid-pandemic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> knew I was ready for a career change at the time. I wasn't actively looking. However, uh, I saw my current role of director of people be posted and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so yeah. just followed my intuition and went for it. And here we are. Cool. Um, so we'll get into what you do as director of people because I, I, I like the title. But um, for those who maybe aren't already familiar with uh, the Honor Foundation, can you give a little bit of, of overview about the foundation and the mission and goals? Yeah, absolutely. So we're a nonprofit 501c3 that helps the U.S. Special Operations community with their career transition out of active duty. Um, we have several locations, but here in Virginia Beach, we're primarily dealing with naval special warfare. So for anyone that doesn't know what that might be, it's your Navy SEAL, Navy SWIC, you know, they're the boat team, um, Navy EOD, the bomb squad, and their support staff. Um, that's just what's here in Hampton Roads. So we're helping them translate and figure out what it is that they want to do next when they leave active duty. Gotcha. So whether that's a corporate career, further education, or they want to be an entrepreneur, um, yeah. we put them through a three-month program that's set up similar to an executive MBA style. It's twice a week at night um, over at Virginia Beach's TCC campus. Um, they've been really good to us and allowing us to utilize their space. Um, but we run cohorts twice a year, spring and fall, um, and it's class curriculum. Um, we have faculty that come and teach them nice. everything they need to know in order to effectively be prepared to transition into civilian world. Wow, that's cool. Um, and I know looking through some of the materials and having talked to some of your team in the past, um, you talk about uh, special ops and yeah. how you all tend to, to focus specifically on the special operations professionals. What was the thought process behind that? Um, uh, I know sometimes it does help because if you can kind of narrow your focus, obviously mm -hmm. it makes it easy. And it's obviously a very unique yeah. um, profession to come out of. I mean, right. there's only so many jobs, I guess, in the civilian world for guys who managed to defuse bombs. <laughs> well, so where it came from is, you're right, it is a very unique um, community that we're dealing with. Um, it, it very elite at the same time. Yeah. We've found that they're often underutilized in oh, wow. uh, their skill set. Um, and on their side, maybe a SEAL doesn't know how to effectively translate or understand what they could bring to the table. Um, yeah. And then there's a gap where employers might not know what they do outside of you know just what they see or hear. Yeah. Um, so really helping try to bridge that gap um, to focus on the intangibles of their skill set, right? Um, and helping them find and know that they don't have to come in at the ground level, the entry level role, that yeah. the leadership capabilities that they have, they could come in at a mid-level to senior level manager role. Yeah. Um, and I know in Hampton Roads specifically, you know, it's it's been talked about just that gap of having mid to level or senior level managers be available per yeah. se. So, you know, thinking about what they bring to the table, like they are really great at facing adversity. Um, yeah. You know, 
building and effectively leading teams, um, having to solve complex issues with minimal amount of information, um, extremely goal-oriented. And for my professional career of hiring for companies, like who doesn't want to have that person on their team, <laughs> right? So we're just yeah. helping try and change the narrative and focus more on the intangible skill set that they have and bridge that gap with employers. Yeah. Well, and because of their background, I guess most people must assume that they're used to a high stress environment. Mm -hmm. um, but, but do you find that much like anything else, if you're put into a new environment that you're not accustomed to, in this case going from a very regimented military environment to the civilian world, mm -hmm. which can be sometimes the complete opposite yeah. based on <laughs> what you're doing, um, do you find that that's where sometimes that uh, you can't just always assume that they're going to be accustomed to that type of thing, and is that what companies then have to adjust to as well when they're, when they're looking for this talent? Yeah, I would say like everyone that comes to our program tends to want to do something different than the other person. Okay. I'll have I'll have a cohort of forty people, and not kidding, everyone wants to do something different than the other person. Oh wow! Um, so that keeps me on my toes. Yeah. Um, and I would say like some of the issues is just like I think you have to. There's a lot of like business etiquette and teaching them yeah. like. They have those intangible skill sets, but they still need an employer to train and onboard, yeah. right? And teach yeah. them the business acumen, um, maybe if they don't have their MBA per se. So okay. I say a lot of times when I'm talking to employers, I'm like, you're still responsible for onboarding this person effectively and yeah. training and developing them and teaching them about your industry as you would with any other new hire. Yeah. Just knowing that they'll figure it out, but don't hire them thinking that, oh, they're good, they'll just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, and along those lines, as far as your role, um, as director of people, what does that encompass within the Honor Foundation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm the director of people for Virginia Beach campus. So mm -hmm. I'm primarily focused on a big chunk of my role is one-on-one -on -one coaching and development sessions with, we call them fellows when they're in our program, similar okay. to a fellowship. So I'm sitting down with them either before class or we're grabbing a cup of coffee and figuring out, hey, you know, where are you at in your career transition and what do you need help with, right? Gotcha. So sometimes people come to us and they know exactly what they want to do and where they want to be and then they have zero idea what they want to do and what gotcha. they want to be and then everyone's in between. So I'm just, you know, using situational leadership to kind of help guide them through where they're currently at and how can I help them get to the other side. Nice. Okay. Um, through that, I'm also connecting them to employers or industry experts. So say they don't know what they want to do, but they think they might be interested in finance. Well, you and I know finance is like a wide gamut of yeah. different things you can do. Yeah. I'm then leaving that conversation like, okay, talk to these three people in finance and what do you like about your job? What do you not like about your job? And have an informational conversation and let me know like how that went. You know, are you still interested? And if you're not interested, it's okay. Like that'll get us one step closer to what you are interested yeah. in. So a big thing I'm doing is connecting them to business professionals for those what we call cup of coffee conversations. Um, I'm also managing um, some of our volunteer events, um, such as we do a big mock interview night. So if we have 40 fellows, okay. we're bringing in 40 hiring professionals, recruiters, HR executives, business owners to come practice interviewing skills. Um, and then we do a trek. So we'll do a local trek 
um, where we'll go visit three companies in Hampton Roads oh, wow. um, and cap it with a networking event. So I'm working with the employers of who would be open to hosting um, our fellows to come by for a tour for nice. a 90-minute cap, um, and then we fly them to like a major metropolitan city as well to go oh, do wow. that for three days. Oh, that's cool. So that's a lot of what I'm doing, and then I manage um, our alumni population. So once okay. they graduate our program, we look at them as alumni. So I'm checking in with them. Um, they come through, I'd say 99% of them are active duty when they do our program, so yeah. they might not be getting out for another six oh. to nine months. Gotcha. Um, so I'm circling back around with them when they're getting close to their transition date, whether they're separating or they're retiring and, hey, did you, how are you doing? Do you need help? Did you find something? Did you not? You know, and having them like leverage our network from there too. Nice. So they're keeping you busy is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they keep me busy, especially when they all want to do something different than somebody else. Yeah. Um, so we are always looking for connections, that's for sure. That's great. Well, hopefully we can help with that a little bit. Um, so in a community that's so military heavy, which, which I think is wonderful, um, there are a lot of veteran programs, mm -hmm. but I think to, especially to, to those from the outside looking in, sometimes it can kind of get a little overwhelming trying to figure out, okay, yeah, what specifically do those veteran programs do? Um, and if, if I'm in the military, how can they help me? If I'm uh, on the civilian side of it, how can they also help us? Mm -hmm. um, but what would you say would be maybe like one or two of the, the defining differences between the Honor Foundation and, and maybe some of the like programs that are available out there? Yeah, I would say like the first thing that comes to my mind um, is we really, do our program in three different phases. Okay. Uh, it's very much a crawl, walk, run, right? Um, we start out and we are really focused on having the men and women in our program figure out you know, what's gonna motivate them, what drives them, what's gonna excite them to go to work. You know, what's yeah. that purpose or their why to get out of bed every day? Um, and we really focus on going and having them be introspective um, and figure out what their preferences are, right? You yeah. know, they currently in the military, they're kind of told, you know, <laughs> where they're going and what they're doing. And now they have a lot of choices and options. Yeah. So we just try to focus on that and be very focused on identifying their purpose. Gotcha. And then from there, we're equipping them with resume tools, interview techniques, compensation conversations, elevator pitch ideas. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that's the biggest thing is like, these folks, we really want them to be purpose-driven. Like the majority of them are very fulfilled in their yeah. current roles and have to get out for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, and so we want them to still be able to find that purpose and what's next for them. Nice. I'd, I'd say the other thing that, again, going back to the serving them for life, like, and we mean that, especially as me being in the role of the alumni point of contact, like I get to work with those folks that come back to the network. Maybe they move yeah. to Seattle um, and worked out there for three years and want to come back to Hampton Roads. I've seen that. Oh, wow. Um, so they're able to come back, leverage our network. I'll work with them one-on-one. -on -one. They can come and attend a class with the current cohort. Or maybe they weren't, they went and worked a five-year corporate career and they finally found the capital to launch their dream business. So they can still come back and utilize resources. 
Um, and I see it happen. Uh, people come back a ton and they also want to pay it forward to the next cohort and nice. help um, those folks transition at the time. Well, we love having them back in the 757. So, yeah, so absolutely. Bring them on. We want to keep them here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot of business listeners on this podcast. Um, how do they get connected with the Honor Foundation? What does that process look like? Yeah, absolutely. So they can reach out to myself um, and I'd be happy to have a conversation with them, walk them through. There's a multiple variety of ways to get involved in through different lenses, you know, whether that's financially, volunteering your time, um, or hiring uh, the talent that we have. Gotcha. Um, you know, a few employers that come to mind locally that have been really great to us are Virginia Natural Gas. Oh, okay. um, Colliers International, Steels hired folks. Um, you know, a, a great example that comes to mind, I was working with um, a young Navy SEAL that was having to get out medically because he got in a skydiving accident. Um, oh, okay. And he and his wife knew that they wanted to stay in Hampton Roads. Yeah. Um, and he had done research. He knew he wanted to work in commercial real estate. So when Anthony and I met, um, it was really focused around like, okay, what employers are in Hampton Roads that might hire you? Uh, yeah. And so we went through a list, was able to set him up to have a meeting with the Miller Group and they brought him in as an intern. Oh, nice. Yeah, and now he's full time on staff there. So nice. trying to find more employers that you know are open to bringing these folks on um, and essentially they just need someone to give them a shot yeah. um, and prove themselves. Um, and so, would love to talk to anybody that would be interested in hiring this talent or nice. volunteering their time and again wanting to financially support us because this is a free program to the military folks that come through. It is all free and I was going to ask you that. So the so if, if someone comes and works with you uh, from the military, there's no cost to them at all? There's no cost, just their wow. time, which is costly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's free to them. Wow, that's wonderful. And and speaking of the military, so if if by chance I have an active duty uh, uh, military personnel listening, how do they get connected with the Honor Foundation? Similarly, just reach out. Um, you know, you can find us at honor.org. Um, we're also on all social media platforms. Um, we There is an application process if someone wanted to participate in the program. All they have to do is reach out and we'd be happy to talk with them and the intricacies of the program and make sure it's something that they can commit to. Nice. I really appreciate you coming in and spending some time to talk about the Honor Foundation. Um, I genuinely appreciate all you do. I know today, as we speak, workforce development in the Hampton Ridge community is, is priority one. Mm -hmm. um, I literally can't have a conversation without workforce uh, being Absolutely. brought up. Um, and these type of transition opportunities um, are, are invaluable to, as we both mentioned, not only getting them trained, but keeping them in the Hampton Roads community. Absolutely. Um, now, if by chance someone is outside the area, do I understand correctly that there are other offices also available? Yeah, um, so we're located in San Diego, California, okay. um, Wilmington, North Carolina, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, um, and then we have a virtual campus as well. Wow. So if they're in the special operations community and they are not at a physical campus or they're on deployment or they're stationed overseas, they still have access to our program from a virtual lens. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, very cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I did a little bit of, of background for the podcast. And 
and you really are a much larger organization than some of us may realize just from the, the local community. That's that's very cool. So, uh, well, thank you again for coming out. And just to make sure before we wrap up, if anyone is interested in learning more, uh, what are the best ways to connect with you and your team? Yeah, um, honor.org is our website. Uh, the Honor Foundation has a Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, they can send me a note at ashley at honor.org, um, A-S-H-L-E-Y at honor.org. Um, they can put in an application. Uh, if they're an individual that wants to volunteer, an employer that wants to volunteer, there's um, a location on our website as well to inquire more information. Nice. Um, and we get back to them pretty quickly. Because um, again, we're always looking to expand our network and connections, and like you said, important to be able to keep the talent here and yeah. we have a lot of folks that want to stay here um, and just maybe need to see be able to see that opportunity yeah. um, that there are employers here that want this talent that are willing to hire them and bring yeah. them onto their team absolutely wonderful well thanks to you uh, give, please give my best to Matt and the team yeah um, and uh, appreciate all you do for the for the Hampton Roads community and um, thanks for joining me on the episode absolutely thanks for having us and thank you to the listeners of Take Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.